everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Fine. I'm really looking forward to this one today. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know that old saying about there are no small parts, only small actors? Yes. Well, maybe there are no small homes. And I don't know the follow-up, by the way, but that's our topic today. We're going to start with that. We're going to talk about small homes. And joining us uh, today from Urban Outbuildings is Troy Schmidtke. Troy, how are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, thank you for uh, inviting me. This is exciting. Well, th- no, thanks for joining us. And, and before we get into our, our main topic, let's talk about you first. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. sure. Um, so Urban Outbuildings is, is a fresh launch. No, um, no, no. About you. Let's talk about you first, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Me. Yeah. Um, Your person. Me, I'm 52 years old, almost. Uh, married, three daughters, um, empty nester, almost. The the youngest one still comes home once in a while. But um, anyhow, my uh, background is farming and home building, but I ended up being a banker for 20 years, if you can believe that. Wow. Yes, commercial banker and knew that it just wasn't me long term. So um, I uh, started buying real estate and got into the residential rentals. Didn't like that at all. So I stepped into commercial rentals and my first building that I bought was um, it was three acres and uh, 12,000 square foot building. And that is where I guess the whole thing leads to urban with me anyways, is that um, I thought I was getting into indoor heated storage and outdoor covered storage. Yeah. But um, I ended up buying a bunch of shipping containers thinking I was going to convert them into storage units. And the street that this commercial property was on, and I had to get going too. I was a little scared because it was a big mortgage. So, I had to get going and I, uh, I had an opportunity to sell some because I was on a busy street and people started calling me and saying that knew me and said, Hey, Troy, I saw that you have these containers. Would you sell them? Well, ended up starting a company called Seabox Depot. And then that just kept on going to building into a lot of uh, industrial products, modular industrial products, mainly oil field um, um, offices, uh, generator units, trailer style, anything that you would normally put in a mobile trailer for the oil field, you could do in, in these. And it really took off quite well. Industrial was where we were at and family was happy. We were making a little bit of money and uh, paying the bills, even though my wife thought I was nuts buying all these containers. Yeah, But um, I always had in the back of my mind, that, uh, you know, people had started, just roughly started back then, looking at containers as as housing, especially overseas, um, with the uh, war going on in the Middle East and whatnot. But um, they were living in them there, using them as housing. When the oil field died in 2015, um, we had a decision to make. We laid a bunch of people off, and things were really turning negative, so... We started looking at it thinking if the oil field isn't going to turn around, we've got to diversify and turn ourselves around. So 
we got into building, we started a company called Tango Pools and we yep. started building swimming pools out of them. And I've seen your and swimming then, pool on the side of the highway. On, on, the on highway. Highway. Yeah. yeah, I know. Every, everybody knows this. They always say, hey, have you ever seen that pool on the highway? And I said, yeah, that's me. Yeah. So I guess that's, the you know, when you ask about Troy Schmidtke, I think the pool is better known than Troy. So. I, I think so too. No offense. But, uh, <laughs> no offense, David. Yeah, no yeah offense, that, that is a great piece of advertising on the side of the highway there. Yeah. But that's kind of, uh, you know, what led me into um, the whole residential thing. We, we were getting approached by a lot of um, home builders or just people with a computer and a website and a design to build homes. And we, we took a few of them on and we started building homes for other people. And it just didn't fit. It didn't feel right. So we uh, stopped doing that a few years ago and started developing our own product. Now, Seabox has always carried on. Seabox is a is a very established company now. It does a, a it's a very it's a fifteen year mod modular company. So we're, yeah. it's a CSA approved company. It's audited four times a year by CSA. It's CWB approved, so it does have a lot of uh, skill and a lot of backing, but. We knew that we had to do our own product. So that's when a few years ago we started thinking about what we were going to do. And we looked at containers and we have done a number of container homes, but we had some problems. There are some issues with container homes. I'm not going to get into that today, but um, we ended up landing on using some of the design from the shipping, the, the iconic shipping container, the floor that's built extremely strong. We use that and we use that design and then we designed a home called, uh, and a home company called UrbanOutbuildings.com. It's um, nothing to do with containers other than the design of the floor. Yeah. But we launched it. We spent the last couple of years really developing it, finding out who our target market was, and we took it to the trade show. Um, we took it to the trade show here back on the 24th to the 27th of March in Edmonton at the Edmonton Home and Garden Trade Show, thinking, hey, well, this would be a good place for it, and we'll see some people. Um, I don't know what the end total was. I'm, I'm told something like ten to 15,000 people or 20,000 went through the whole show through the weekend, but I swear there had to be close to 10,000 people go through that home, and it just it took my breath away. I... It was amazing. We had lineups at the door to go through this little home. Yep. We have th we have three sizes, and the idea was is to kind of focus not necessarily on the tiny home that uh, floats along on wheels that people are very busy building and were very cool as well. The whole tiny home movement, but more of the ADU, the accessory dwelling unit, the laneway home, the carriage home. The um, if you have a big enough backyard and you know you want to kick your kids out or maybe uh, mom and dad don't want to aren't able to look after themselves anymore and you want them a little closer, that's definitely one of our units. We have a smaller unit that can have a bathroom and a bedroom or a yoga room as well. That's more of kind of an Airbnb or your own private office space. And then we have our super large unit which probably wouldn't fit in a lot of um, urban uh, backyards. It's uh, it's 50 feet long, 13 feet wide. But we really streamlined everything to there's 
there's two styles. There's the peak and the mesa. The peak, of course, being a peak and the mesa being a flat roof. And then you have three different um, lengths. They're all 13 feet wide. And then we go 20, 35, and 50. The reason we went 13 feet wide is we can go anywhere in North America with one pilot car, which really brings the transport cost down. So we, we've done a lot of homework on that part, but still the Home and Garden Show really shocked me and listening to some of the people, the younger generation, I would say, you know, folks in their 20s that are really having a tough time getting into the pricing of today, and we all know the affordable affordability side of real estate, and we're trying to work with some developers to find a, a, a place because that shocked me too, is if we would have had the real estate set up, uh, say a tiny village or something like that, I think we would have had a really uh, good sales piece Yeah, because um, we are, um, we've, we've hit a market and I would say that market is your 20 somethings and then uh, your older generation, men and women that may, you know, may or not be married, divorced, widowed. We found a lot of people, um, ladies in general saying that, boy, I would really like to sell my house, have a place like this where I didn't have to have people stay over. <laughs> you yep. know, I could have my own place small enough, easy to clean, but I could take off in the winter if I wanted. And that, uh, that really, really came through. So, so your target audience looks, it seems like it's, it's, it's young and old. It's, it's the newlywed yeah. or the nearly dead, as they say. Um, that's, I wasn't going to say that, but okay. that's a good way to say it. <laughs> right. So, so we've got young people who, who can't afford necessarily to get into a condominium or a house. And, and then we've got yeah. maybe some older people who, who are living, living on limited means and, or just wanting something smaller and, and not wanting a gigantic property and, and want something with low maintenance and low cost. Is that, that, that's your target audience. Is that correct? That is a target. There's one more that shocked us. We didn't think we'd have this much, but a number of people said, boy, this would make a great cottage. Or if I bought two or three of these and put them together, I could have a bigger cottage, which we haven't really looked at yet. It was kind of our, maybe look at something a couple of years from now, but we yeah. had a couple key clients that actually said, boy, would this ever make a great lake cabin as well? So yeah, our focus was the urban outbuilding in, in town backyard type of property, but it looks like it's going to be a, a property for more. And we, we got very little negative feedback. There was the odd person who said, um, this is too small for me, but the people that really looked at it as, um, I want to downsize, they were blown away by, by it. And I hate to brag and I'm not trying hmm. to, but I, th I think we really hit the nail on the head with this one. Okay. Well, let's talk about price. Um, yeah. How much would the, one of these cost? Okay. So the one we took to the show is uh, roughly call it 450 square feet. The one we took to the show is the one we call our Alberta model yeah. because in Alberta, we can go three feet higher and not have to worry about transport just with the whole oil field thing. You can, seems you can bring anything up and down the road here. Yeah. So that one has a loft. So it's a 450 square feet plus the loft. Yeah. That one, that one is listed as finished, completely done and ready to go. That one was 165. Okay. And now, now, excuse my ignorance, but tell me, what's sure. the difference between this and a mobile home? Wouldn't I be able to get a larger mobile home at that price? Absolutely, you would. But it's not going to look as nice. Okay. <laughs> it's not <laughs> going to be built as well. Some, there, 
there's some beautiful mobile homes out there and they are built better than they ever have been built historically. Yep. Um, however, ours have, um, I don't know the best way to say it, but they have a real, a real feel to them. They have a real, they feel bigger than they are. Okay. They, they are, um, we pack them with some options. So you've got quartz countertops, you've got some really nice features inside. Whereas I find the manufactured home is for a trailer is for, I hate to use the word trailer. We're not supposed to use that. I heard anymore, but <laughs> the manufactured right. home village or the mobile home park, mm-hmm. whereas we're looking at a really unique looking unit, something that's going to say, wow, something that is a little bit more expensive, but we're not trying to get somebody that's trying to really grind down the price. We're looking for somebody that wants to get a product that is beautiful, that suits them. That isn't just a square box. And how long to manufacture your product? Right now we're running about uh, three to four months from uh, that's from the date you see us to completion. Wow. We're hope we're hoping with uh, once we get our assembly line up and running, we can get that down further. And then um, how do you install it once you take it to the site where there, you know, maybe I've got a lake lot that I want to install it or in my backyard. How How does it get installed? Okay, so the simplest way to do it would be screw piles, and the most uh, cost-effective way would certainly be screw piles. The foundation is so strong that it supports itself. You don't need, like on on a thirteen by thirty-five unit, you'll need six screw piles, and you know it's it's very strong because it is a steel frame. But if somebody did want to go with um, a grade beam. They could do that as well. If somebody did want to put it on a basement, they could do that as well. But the simplest, most cost-effective way, in my opinion, would be screw piles. And And so your your screw piles, you hook up your water and your sewer, skirt it, skirt it, and you're done. Because we do spray foam the underside, and we do build them stronger than a regular home. We... We build them two by eight construction where a normal home today is built at a two by six. Mm-hmm. Um, we go with two different models of, and this we learned from the container business. With the containers, we, we used to use spray foam a lot for insulation. And what we found is we get a tinny sound inside. So we stopped doing full spray foam. And what we do now, and we did it in this as well as we go with about two and a bit inches of spray foam to get the vapor barrier, to get the real tight seal. And then we go with high density Ruxol insulation, which is a mineral fiber. And it's a wonderful product because it's it's been used for years as not only for insulation, but a sound detonator. And it's it's amazing how quiet it is, it is inside. We At the show, we were right next door to the stage. And we kind of did that on purpose because when you close the door of this thing with the stage blaring, it, it, it turned out the, it turned off the outside world. And I don't think that you get that from a regular house. We also included that in that price, triple pane windows, aluminum frame, triple pane windows, which normally today it's all PVC. Right. So it's an, it's an upgraded window as a normal, as a, as a, uh, um, a base. We also put reflective glass on on it, so you immediately have the uh, the unit um, uh, keeping you cooler in the summer. So, Troy, you can pretty much put these anywhere. Like you mentioned, lake lots, that kind of thing. What about in the back country? Can you kind of can you explain how you do that? Sure. Anywhere that we could get these units, you can put these units. So, if if I can get a truck and trailer. Even if I didn't have a crane, we could put it on a, sk- a steel skid. 
look at, I guess, look at it this way in, and maybe an easiest way to do it. When you look at the oil field trucks of today, the winch tractors and how they can get in pretty much anywhere in lease roads. If you can go anywhere with those units, you can put this anywhere that a winch tractor can take a unit. How about heating and air conditioning? Yeah, so um, we include as a staple heating and air conditioning. The unit that we had at the show had um, um, had a ducted mini split with both heat, air, and also we heated the floor in that one. We put a heated pad. Now, right now the unit that we offer is electric, but we're also looking at offering um, a mini boiler system. So if you wanted to go with the natural gas or propane operated heated floor, and then with a ducted uh, mini split for just your air conditioning, we're looking at doing that as well. So if I wanted to put this someplace out in the backwoods so I don't have to see anybody, is it grizzly proof? <laughs> could, could you keep a grizzly out of it? Could you keep a Well, it's steel siding <laughs> and triple pane windows. I like um, it. They'd have a hard time getting in, I'll tell you that, but they're pretty tough on anything. Yeah, yeah, they are. I don't know if I'd want. I don't know if I'd want to mess with the grizzly, but yeah, I think you'd be pretty. <laughs> um, well, you what about the, you? Can always buy the Alberta model and climb up in the loft. Oh uh, okay. yes, you're right. Okay, so, <laughs> so maybe not 100 percent grizzly proof, but pretty close. Uh, tell us about a warranty. Does it come with a warranty? Yeah, absolutely. So the structure, uh, the underneath structure, is limited lifetime. Yep. Um, you're never going to have to worry about that, uh, that base. And then we're two years on the rest of it. So is this a shipping container that you've modified or are you starting from scratch and building it to the same dimensions of a shipping container? Um, this one is nothing to do with the shipping containers. So okay. urban outbuildings, we only use the design of, we've, I guess you can say we've kind of copied the design of the floor of the shipping container, Okay. but we don't use a shipping container at all for this product. Okay. Unlike your other products there at Seabox at, at Depot. Okay. That's so, right. so this, this is, is, is the quality and, and structure of, of the bottom of those sea containers. And then you're, you're using your own design on top of it just to make sure that it, it's, it's not like you're just cutting holes and, and windows and, and doors into a shipping container. No, this is a, this is a fresh build with two by eight uh, studs. Yep. Um, the, the roof as well is done at a two by eight construction. Um, oh, we are, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we're CSA approved for all of Canada. And then we're also, um, we are also approved um, under the building code for California, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington. Now, what about permitting? Like, let's say I want to install it. Now, uh, I guess I have to, depending where the, the, the land is itself, we have to ask that municipality about permitting and, 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 and if we can install something like this. Yeah, um, so... As long as it's, so if you're on a acreage or uh, acreage farm or lake lot, it's going to be no different than, than bringing a manufactured home. We're, we're above the quality of the manufactured home. So okay. I, there should be absolutely zero problems with that. Of course, the first person, the first people are probably, they're probably going to have to explain it, but we've got full set of engineering. Yeah. So you, you get full copy of a full set of engineering, plus you get our CSA approval stamp, which is above the building code or equal to the building code, depending on who's looking at it. So there should be no problem there. And then in the city or in the cities, towns or cities, it's going to come down to where it is, where the properties are zoned for accessory dwelling or carriage lane infill properties. Yep. That's, that's where you're going to have to, um, you should have no problem there. 
If it's not zoned for it, that's the only one that we're going to have to probably get on to the city and say, hey, listen, folks, you guys want to um, improve uh, affordable living. Here's your chance. Yeah. And I, I suppose like for for city of Edmonton, for example, most of the problem will be coverage so that if you've right. already got a double garage and a house, then then you might not have the room. But if you didn't have a garage in, in, in your back lane, I'm sure that this could You're bang on. Yeah. That you could have your mother-in-law suite. I say that That's lovingly, right. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, have an extra dwelling right on your property. And then of course, acreage is the same thing. I, I imagine it'd be a lot easier just to install this on an acreage. If you wanted an in-law suite there at the property. Yeah. We're meeting with a few developers. We're trying to convince a few developers in Edmonton to do a, a and then uh, along with the city, to look at a small home village. I know they're very popular in Europe Mm -hmm. and um, in the United States, there's more and more of them popping up all the time. The city's starting to be um, more proactive with the um, uh, small homes. So it's starting to come to a point where, where the cities and municipalities are are looking at it and saying, listen, we, we need to bring our, our uh, guidelines down to allow a smaller home. Mm -hmm. And there are people that this is not going to suit people that um, myself may be included. I've got too much stuff, right? (laughs) The the hoarder in me looks at it and says, where am I going to put all this stuff? But then what I heard from a lot of people is, boy, I would love to get rid of all my stuff and be here and just have a couple closets um, you know, my, my dishes and just a nice 20 minute cleanup when I do my house cleaning. Well, I suppose one stop shopping, they could buy one of these ADU buildings, accessory yeah. dwelling units from you and, and then maybe buy a shipping container for their stuff to put they right beside can. it. <laughs> Absolutely. How, how long will this last? Um, what kind of like, what, what are you putting on for roofing on a property like this? Okay, so um, our units come with um, standing seam um, aluminum or galvalume, they call it roofing. Mm-hmm. We use it. We use it for siding as well. Yeah. Um, this product is a thirty-five year product. Um, it's going to last. I, you know what? Other than other than maybe it fading over time, you, this is going to last uh, a lifetime. It's it's a it's a product that is steel based. It's steel and aluminum. They call it galvalume mixed together, but it's a product that's going to last outlast any uh, any asphalt shingle. Well, it sounds fascinating. How do people find you? urbanoutbuildings.com is the best way. Um, the website, I would love anybody to tell us, give us feedback on the website. We've just launched it. Um, there is a build your own product page. There's no commitment. So if anybody wants to go on there and have a look and see how it works, you can pick either peak or Mesa and then your size. We have three to four different options based on exterior color, interior color. Um, you have the appliance package in there. Essentially when you're done, your house is ready to move into it's you don't need to once you've once you've hit the bottom line and said let's build this thing everything's included the washer and dryer the fridge and stove everything's in there when you finish on the bottom build your home page hey troy hang here for a second talk to brent i just got to get out of the studio here for a second just talk amongst yourself okay just just give me a second here hang on hang on sounds good i'll be right back just give me a sec okay We're both wondering what the heck he's doing. Oh, right? yeah. He just uh, grabbing something. So not a problem, but uh, we'll wrap up as soon as he gets back. Is there anything that I'm missing, Troy? I don't think so. I think we're good. Okay. Um, 
Just okay. take that I'm take uh, that tape measure, put it to the far wall. Okay, so Bryn is back <laughs> with okay. a you tape measure. Thirteen feet wide. Thirteen feet yeah. wide. Okay, that's wow. on the, See, the, on the, the outside. Studio so you gotta take is eleven and a half feet, feet wide, so it's wider than this entire studio. So our studio yeah, here is eleven and a half feet wide. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Wow, that's a lot of space. <laughs> Yes, it sure is. All right, is, thank man. you. Sorry, sorry about no, that. Could I could have made it a little bit narrower, but I pushed the limit because if you think about homes, a lot of homes are a decent sized home. The rooms that you like are the ones that are about 11, 12 feet wide, right? I'm I, impressed. It, That's nice. It, it is really thank cool. You. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you, gentlemen. We'll put the the way to find your company in the show notes if anybody is interested. Again, it's urbanoutbuildings.com. Oh yeah, okay. So I this is where I wrap things up. This is. How do people get a hold of you, Brent? <laughs> well, if they'd like to buy. Yes. A small home. Yeah. Or even a big home or a condo or anything. Uh -huh. They can reach us directly at 780-464-0075. I can't wait to sell one of these small homes. That yes. would be a blast. And they can also oh. find us on the web, macintoshgroup.ca. Thanks for your time, Troy. You betcha. Let's uh, let's get Brent set up as our uh, main realtor for these things and let's start selling some. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.